What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Three the Pro Way is brought to you by that legendary play. From historic moments to triumphant victories, iconic plays are immortalized at thatlegendaryplay.com. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Joey Kent. This week on Through the Pro Way, we have a conversation with Ray Austin. This fascinating conversation begins with Ray walking us through his early years that eventually led him to the University of Tennessee, where he became a standout defensive back. He also became a fifth-round draft pick of the Jets and later played with the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. Ray talks about his unique story of transitioning from the NFL to entrepreneurship and establishing himself as an accomplished model and actor with a resume including print ads, television commercials, and television shows. Along with Ray's modeling and acting endeavors, he is currently the co-founder and the commissioner of the Fan and Control Football Sports and Entertainment League, as well as the chief athletic officer of Athlete, athletic program to help college athletes grow their brand. We're excited to share this episode, and we hope you enjoy. All right, welcome to uh, Three of the Pro Way podcast. I have my partners in crime, Kevin Dyson and Todd Campbell. We have a special guest tonight. I met this young man in 1993 mm. or 93, 94. Um, what I first, my first thought when I met this, our, our guest was, you know, he had a, a big personality. Um, he was ultra competitive, um, athletic, um, we had some really good battles at, at University of Tennessee. And the one thing that, that I take pride in, in the most at, while I was at UT was being a captain, you know, mm-hmm. our senior year and, and walking out on the field shoulder to shoulder with you, you know, Peyton and Leonard and Jay. It was no better feeling than that than walking out with guys that, you know, we we're going to go to war with. Right. Like we we're going to give our yeah. all. It was we no we better it. feeling than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were drafted in the fifth round by the Chicago Bears, spent some time there, also spent time with the New York Jets. Now, after that, there's a laundry list of things that you've done. We're going to get to all that stuff, but to name a few, modeling, um, trainer, uh, shit, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. So now you're, you're, you're the, the founder of a fan control um, football league, and we're going to definitely talk about that. But um, our esteemed guest is... Ray Austin. Hey, hey what's, what's up, my man? Man, doing, said, what up, man? What up, what up, what up, what up, man? I, man, I got a steam. Damn, I ain't, I've, had, I've been called a lot of stuff. What about a steam? <laughs> no, man, we're going to get into um, everything that you're doing now. But, you know, I, I want to kind of bring you back to when you when you were growing up, man. Kind of talk about your, your family life and um, where you grew up and how you grew up. Yeah, man, I, I won't bore everybody with that as much but my mom was a military brat you know what i mean and i've i've you know been everywhere from north carolina is where i was born greensboro north carolina came out the sticks hampton home projects you know what i mean and my dad did, did the right thing and joined you know he joined the military back then and back then that's what all you know black men had you know to to to, to get out the hood so 
uh, been to Louisiana, Shreveport. It ended up in Hawaii for five years. Mm. And uh, yeah, from from so a lot of my growing up was in Oahu uh, with some with some uh, great people, wonderful people out there, man. And that's where it all started right there in football. And I will bring you back to I will I will just say this about Hawaii. My freshman year, I got moved up to varsity and a senior running back was there and he was an amazing person. All I just wanted to be that dude because I didn't realize that there was actually college for playing football. And this guy showed me, you know, that that could be possible. And so my career went on to Oklahoma, ended up being uh, just blessed by the football guys to uh, be at uh, Oklahoma Latin Eisenhower. Mm. My sophomore year there, we won the USA National Championship. We were the number one team in the country. We had 11 guys go uh, Division One and four of us went to the NFL. So wow. it, was, it was back when uh, the, the uh, Mount Carmel had Donovan McNabb. So they were the number two co- uh, in the country at that time. So... Had a lot of success, man, in, 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 in Oklahoma. Uh, two, two straight uh, tra- track uh, uh, championships. Uh, 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 I was a hurdler at the second fastest time in the country. I was an All-American hurdler, All-American football player, man, and had every opportunity to go anywhere I wanted to go. And I wanted to go to the only school that didn't, didn't recruit me. So, so Tia, tell, me, tell me that story, right? Because, I, you know, I don't even know why you chose Tennessee. Like, what, what was the story behind that? Yeah. That was exactly the reason. There is no other reason because of I had I was being recruited by uh, uh, University of Nebraska when Coach Osborne was there because Mike Minner played at my school. That was one of the other football players that went to the NFL. Mike Minner was with the Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska was like, bro, we can come up in here and kill it. Mm-hmm. My dad was like, let's do it. Like, you need to go to Nebraska. And I was just looking at the map and I'm just looking. I went to SoCal, Florida State. And I'm sitting there like Tennessee. I actually watched, man, when Mo Williams did this. I was like, I want to go there, man. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's it. That's just where I want to go. And they never recruited me. And I was just like, So I just went on, made my own highlight film. I just made my own. I got two VCRs, put them together. You know, when you was trying to, you know, make your own record. Right, right. I made my own highlight film, sent it up to, uh, to Big Phil, man. And he was down in the office the next week and was like, we ain't never come to Oklahoma. So no, a lot of people don't know this, but... I take pride in this. I am the streamline from Oklahoma all the way to Tennessee because I was the first recruit that came out of there. And just if you look and imagine about all the players that have come out of Mar- out of there. And I remember when I got to Tennessee, Coach Fuma was like, um, called me in his office, like, who do you know? And I said, there's a number 12 hmm. I played with. And this dude right here in the playoffs, man, like, I would tell Marcus you, Nash. we need to go get, we need to go yeah. get this dude. And and they went and got Marcus uh, based off of that. So and and then that just became everybody uh, since then. So uh, that was that was my football growing up, man. Man, that, that's that's crazy because in this era of getting somewhere, getting exposure, getting to your place, and everybody posts, I got us offer from so and so and so and so. You had offers. Yeah, you had people. You in Nebraska at that time in the nineties. Yeah, that was it. Man, that was the school. What? Yep. Yep. And then you Hold said, uh, I'm gonna go somebody I had even talk to and make them notice me. The only reason I didn't my, my mama didn't like uh Nebraska is because Coach Osborne was in our he flew me back on a private jet and sat in, in my mama's uh living room and ate up all the Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> Are you for real? Is that, a true story? is that true story? 
that's a true story. That's a true story, bro. And yeah. I was just like, man. And I and I you know, in, in all seriousness though, I went to Tennessee because they didn't they 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 didn't have to recruit me because they had so many good athletes out there around there, you know, from the Tennessee, Alabama, uh, uh, Georgia, Florida. Play, they didn't have to come all the way to Oklahoma. And plus, they think they lose you anyway to OU or Nebraska or whatnot. But I was like, man, I, I, that's where I want to go. And that's I, they need to know. And that's that was my main objective why I went to University of Tennessee. I, I think your story, wow. as far as you moving around so much um, growing up, it it bode well for you when you came to Tennessee because you just fit right in. Like you, yeah. your personality just just blended in with everybody else. You know what, man? Because that's one thing I can say about the military, man. It take, and you notice this, JK, man. We had some, we got you guys from the hood. Yeah. We had, you know, we got guys that made money from the, from the West Coast in California. We had the country boys. And, you know, when you live in the military, you got two, maybe three years to make best friends. And that's who your best friends are. Asian, Black, Samoan, or Filipino. You ain't kid, y'all. We all shared the same thing. And that and it, it made me it made me diverse, I think, even in my future. And I think uh, that's the thing that I would tell any young guys, like, go out and travel, go out and see other people and other other cultures so you can be able to be diverse and be able to be in different, you know, uh, uh, places when you need to be. What do you think about Nasa when you first got there, though? <laughs> it was just it, it was it was all it was a college place. I think it was uh, it was it was a it was. Out of all the places I've lived in, it was the biggest eye opener of like, man, it is not many of us here. Yeah. Like, damn, mm -hmm. it is. I know him because he's on my football team. And then you get in the class and that other black person you know is on the track team or she in a sorority <laughs> yeah. and it's in the front. Yeah. You you know, it is it is very limited. And uh it was it was definitely an eye opener for sure. And it was you could tell and feel the eyeballs always on you at that I yeah. We had Shanika Holska on here. We talked about her experience. <laughs> she, she talked about how it was and that adjustment where she, she didn't realize like she needed a car. She used to ride the subway. And Joey asked her, she said, how long was it before you, you know, got basically got homesick? She said, it was about a month. <laughs> month. And, and yeah, man. Yeah. And then, but it was, it, you know what though? It's, and it's interesting. And I can't talk about the, the teams after us, man, but, but back in the nineties, man, that was just, that was just a lot of, Cool. There was a lot of brothers that was really trying to help you. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? The Kendrick Joneses of the world, the Mo Phillips was of the world. The, you know, they they were there to just like trying to mentor you around all the stuff that was going on. Like you didn't know. So like I I, I appreciate man, them was them was some probably of my best times in life. They, they were they were so iron sharp as iron back then for me. You know what I mean? Because there was just so many good talented athletes out there. And I just knew I wasn't the fastest, the strongest, the biggest, you know, and I just had to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So I had to be a jack of all trades to try to figure out how can I, you know, compete with these guys. And it it, it made me it, it really made me understand how much of a competitor I, I've been. And then I like I appreciate all those guys, man. They, they really what made me who I, you know am as a man to me. You know? I, I tell you what, practice, you know, a lot of times we say this, especially during the talent that we had that at that time in Tennessee, like sometimes practice was, you know, harder than games, right? Yeah, man. And I, and I tell people all the time, like, like you were the toughest cover because you competed every single play. <laughs> like, if you got if you got beat, if I got the best of you, you got the best of me, you'll still come back the next play every yeah, single time. Man. That that's what made Tennessee good back then. Obviously, along with the talent, but the, yeah. just the competition level was so high. And then to see that like 
like see you roasting dudes every day, all day, every day. It's like man, I get the I get the train with that cat, man. And I remember we used to watch film together and stuff. Mm -hmm. I used to ask summer times. So we used to go one on ones and every like, single day. And people don't understand like you can have all the ability in the world, but if you're not a student of the game, mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't matter. Like the real pros are the ones who like they take regardless of what it is. It ain't got to be football, but they take they take that what they're doing as a craft. And they study it, yep. and that's how they get better at it. So, Ray, let's let's talk for a second about some of the things you've said. Like, uh, obviously, being a military guy, uh, you 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 went a lot a lot of other places and those kind of things. So, you never really uh, kind of set set that base. But at the same time, you always had an opportunity to say, "Hey, this is what I want to do. This is how who I want to be." At what point in your career, and, and this may have been in middle school, high school, but it definitely wasn't in college. I don't, I don't think it was in college because it sounds like in college you'd already made up your mind. Because uh, as Joy said, I'm looking at your resume, dude. You got a lot of stuff. I, I can't print all that. I can't print all that. <laughs> so, uh, but, but real talk, you know, what point did you say, this is the guy I want to be. Football may take me to it, but that's not what I want to do. I'm going to do a lot of different other things and just kind of, you know, put myself in that in that gravitational pool. Man, yeah, man. I, and I, and I, it's, it's fun. And I, I don't want to give you, I ain't even going to try to get emotion with this, but, but on some real talk, I wouldn't know. I wasn't the smartest guy coming up in school. I wasn't a real book dude. And people don't know this, man. Only, man, if it wasn't for Miss Jackson, JK, mm -hmm. man, Judy I, I ended up finding out I had dyslexia and didn't even know it. And she was just like, oh, man, guess what? You have dyslexia. And I was like, Okay, so what I gotta do? I gotta train. I gotta like, you know, mm -hmm. you know. She was like, "Nah, you. That's a good thing. Like, we can fix that." And I was like, "Oh, okay, it's a something." And I didn't even know that. And it was just like, once I figured that out, and I, I understood, like, oh, okay, that that was I wasn't that. I, I was something else. And I think, and I never told anybody. I, this is the first time. It's funny. I never even. Everybody always asked me, "Well, how you do this? Why you do that?" But it was because I always thought like. I really ain't that smart. So I gotta really I gotta really yeah. try to I gotta figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then when I found out that I that I was smart, but I just learned differently. And then that's when I took it over. I was just like, oh, it's good. Now I just know I just gotta work on this a little harder, but I'm going, but but I'm good now. You know, so I put just like Coach Rams used to say, man, I just put that tool in my toolbox and I just I just carry that sword with me everywhere I go. And yeah. and and JK, you know, man, I used to be and I laugh, I was my wife, we went to uh, we went to go uh, to the to the game, the spring game the other day, and we was driving, bro. Do you know what was the first person place I stopped, J.K.? What's up? Right at the entrance where the hill was, because mm -hmm. I told her I was like, babe, I used to run hills. Like some of the fellas used to be coming from the club, but mm -hmm. I'd be up there running the hills and shit. Like that, 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 that meant something to me. Like I stopped and just pulled up and just looked at the hill, like. Cause that's what made me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember that. I re like, that's the stuff that I remember. Like when, when I'm having, like I'm going on auditions or I got, I got means that we got to do and we've, we're, we're really dreaming and believing for some big things. I think about them hills, man. So with that being said, what, at what point did you say, you know, like, cause you, like I said, dude, you're, you're, you have a lot of things going on. So at what point did you realize you wanted to not just be a football player, but, like, like right now you do, you do like sports and you do 
acting, you do modeling, you do a lot of different things. So at what point did you say, I can do all this stuff? Yeah, I, it's, it's funny you said that because I've always had that in me. I just never told anybody. I was just I always felt I was a little weird. JK know a little bit. I was I was a little bit by myself in when it when you know when it came to the uh the, to the team and i and, and when i look back you know my and like you know you look back on your life you're like man i wish i would have spent more time with, with, with my teammates but i've always felt like football really wasn't that wasn't the only thing i wanted to do it was just i felt that that was going to get me to what i wanted to do and i've never told you well i've told people now lately but i used to love oj simpson because I was just like, damn, he used football to get on TV. I was just like, well, shit, maybe I can do that. Yeah, right. And, we all did. And, we all did. And we all did, right? Stuff you know, happened. like you know, oh, you know, uh, Jim Brown. Like we used to see. And I'm like, man, like they. I never, I right. never told. Like I, I used to look. I used to love. I was gonna go to SC until I, I start. You know, Deion Sanders started being my guy. But <laughs> I, I, I used to always look up to that because I was like, man, he was able to do that to do that. And, and I saw the jump and I was just like, that's what I'm going to do. But then I just never knew how to do it. So I just really was kind of like in my little zone. But then when I, once I was done playing ball, you get thrown out on the streets. You know, I tell JK, know that, you know, the NFL is like an ex-girlfriend. You still love her, but you can't stand her ass. And, mm-hmm. and she throw you away. And then what you got left? Like, well, what you going to do? So when you thrown into the fire like that, and you don't know what's the next thing you got to start creating. And that's when I was just like, let me just start being who I always wanted to be. You know, let, let, let me, I want to go back to Miss Jackson because JK has say. mentioned her on Man. and and the fact that she unlocked something in you, took the time to learn something in you. And there's something you said in there in your comments about her was that the same things that were in you that made you a competitive, persevering athlete, she unlocked that to show that potential on the other side. And J.K. spoke about, we all have somebody like that, but he's spoken about her kindly on many occasions. And every athlete that we've had on here from UT, man, when you talk about Miss Jackson, they like you did, man. It's the, it's the ultimate time. respect. And I, I had a, I had a um, meeting today, and we were talking about gratitude and, and being thankful and thinking about who, you know, like what people are in your life that you're thankful for. Mm-hmm. And she was one of the first people that I thought, you know, outside of your parents and, you know, your friends yep. and all that. But um, I'm so thankful that, you know, Miss J was at, at Tennessee. And I, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, these universities have a person like Judy Jackson yep. that works with athletes, because if, if you don't have a person like that, that cares, mm. yep. you might not be where you are. Yep. And she and she thought that out of you. Like, that's the thing I thought of. Like, like that was, look, think, think about how many um, she wasn't she wasn't uh, she wasn't all about the glitz and the glamour of this guy was going to the pros or this. She cared about every single guy and she gave everybody that attention. And I think for me, man, like, man, I would have if she she unlocked that thing and was like she was my she was my my morphia, like my 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 uh, my oracle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She she unlocked that thing I needed to hear that that's that ignited everything for that. That's the best thing I can say about her. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that with us, man. Um, yeah. I, I think I, when I think back to us when we we're at Tennessee, you know, um, and some things that I wish I would have done. 
And we had a conversation about, um, from our previous guests, we talked about, I wish I would have networked and, and, you know, built, built more relationships and all that good stuff. And Especially I know UT. Yeah. It's just so, you know, um, but for, when I think about you, you were probably one of the most focused guys on the team. Right. Um, and then I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to pick out where you got that from. Was it from your parents or was it from your traveling? Was it from the military experience? What, like, what brought that? Yeah, to that, that, that was, that was from my, that was from my dad. My dad was real 4:30 in the morning bed made, you know, so I had that grow me and me and my both, my brother both had that growing up. So like, discipline was never hard for me like when and, and this is no this you know i to see all the guys that was drinking and jk yeah. no i didn't drink yeah. in yeah. college i mean i'm drinking now right there. <laughs> <laughs> but that ain't listening he good you know it, but it was one of those things it was like no nah, man you're not you know I, I i knew i i i can't afford i cannot afford being distracted you know what I'm saying? My some of these guys can be distracted and still make it. I just I don't I can't afford that that to happen. And I think, you know, for me, I, I always had that chip on my shoulder to like, nope, I'm gonna prove, you know, every when I went to Tennessee, everybody in Oklahoma didn't think I should have went. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted me to go stay close home. They were like, you know what, bad decision. You know, he's not. And so I had so much to prove to uh, you know, I've always got a chip on my shoulder for so <laughs> He's in, you know, but that to, to me, I think that that's what keeps you sharp. Yeah, man. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you went you went out. Um, could you could you repeat that, man? The last maybe the last fifteen seconds, you we had a bad connection. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, no, I was just saying, like I, I've always had a chip on my shoulder, so it's just yeah. it's one of those like I love to, you know, I love to push myself. I love to like, man, we. Had, I always just said to myself, man, I, I, I'm, I'm more, I know I'm more, I know I want to tell everybody I'm more than just tackling and football and just running, man. I'm right. There's more in me. And I just didn't know how to express that. You know, I just didn't know how to do it when I was in college. So once I was done, I was just like, man, this, let me just start doing it. Like, forget it. Let's just see if it works. If it, if I am who I thought I was, then it'll work. And so that that's kind of how everything got started. So so I think it's interesting that you say that because that's that's one of the things the whole premises of this podcast is for guys who, you know, we all play ball and everything, but then people don't understand that it doesn't it doesn't last forever. So we can do other stuff. So like you said, I'm more than that. So like you got Kevin who's now a high school principal, we have me who's been a high school principal, we have Joy who owns his own company. I think a lot of times people don't understand that. I think when people see certain people, they think, oh, oh, that dude was so fast. Don't don't remember me for being fast. Remember me for being smart as hell. So, you know, those type of things are the things that that we that that I think a lot of people get away from. So how do you perpetuate that onto other people? Man, you know what? The whole with everything that I'm doing, I think I'm starting to learn like I've always that whole more than the athlete i, I really I've, I've become that has become my brand and yeah. um i i push that on players you know and even for what i do with the fan control football league and even even when i have my sports company i'm like man look like use these platforms and and and, and show people that you're more than that people you, people are screaming your name man like figure out how how can i turn that into something else you know what i'm saying so that's kind of that i try to live it and if you guys, when you always say, you know, you look at my the, my resume, I'm always trying to live it. 
always, every day, because I want players to see, especially now with what's going on with the Neil policy in the NCAA, know that you have an ability to benefit from your, your, your name and brand right now. If you think about it, JK, we had 110,000 people screaming at us mm-hmm. every Saturday. Just imagine that them people knew about your business, you know, from years and years and years on. And that's that to me is 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 important. I think I'm trying to that's that's kind of been my I guess my philanthropy in the sense of like getting that message out to say, man, I'm I'm tired of just being known for a helmet. Or I'm tired mm-hmm. of yeah, it's cool that you know I played for the Bears. That's great, but guess what? My you know I've I've made I've made money and in income and and savings and uh and with my with my body. I've made money doing it with my brain. So check these things out as well. So, man, I, I'm I'm always pushing that. I'm always pushing that message every day, all day. Yeah, I, these guys get on me all the time because anytime I have somebody from Tennessee, I talk a lot about Tennessee. Oh, <laughs> just a little man. bit, just just a but little I, bit, a little bit. We had D. Jink on here. You know, we've had quite a few. I, I, I'm gonna move on from Tennessee. He, gets he, dra- he he's not. He's I, really I'm not. About, it's I'm, gonna come back around. It will come back around. But I'm I'm literally moving on from Tennessee. You get drafted in the fifth round to the Bears. Um, I, I think I think for for me, I'm gonna speak for me. You know, when when you get drafted. And especially, you you know, you're 23, 24 years old. You think you're going to play forever. Like, you think you're going to have, like, a 10, 12-year career. That was my mindset. Obviously, it didn't work out for me that way. Played four mm-hmm. years then and didn't do much in the NFL. But for you, did you have that mindset? Or did you come in thinking, okay, I no, need to have an exit plan? No, no. And, I, and I'd say, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be straight up. And, and, and just to kind of correct everybody, I was drafted to New York. And I don't know if many people remember that New York and Bill, That's Parcells, right. That's Bill right. Parcells was my head coach. Bill Belichick was my defensive back coach. I played there for three years and That's I right. had an amazing time there being with Bill Belichick. Uh, we got along very well. Me and Parcells didn't either one or the other, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh and, and then you're right. You think it's going to last forever. You think that's where you're going to stay. Then your ass get traded. And one morning you with the New York Jets and the next day you with Chicago Bears and you're trying to figure it all out. And for me, JK, you know, when you when I look back at our careers and I look back like, you know, you looked at when we were in school, you saw Charlie and Little Man and, mm-hmm. and them getting, you know, Corey and them getting drafted. That was the end for me. Mm-hmm. That's where the that's where the dream stopped. You know, I was like, all right, I got drafted, you know, and then I'm in the NFL. But there was no what was after that. And so when I was threat, you know, when I like I said, when the when the NFL breaks up with you, it was just like, what's next? Mm-hmm. That plan wasn't set in place, man. And it was difficult. And I think, you know, people don't really realize that breakup that you have with professional mm-hmm. sports that professional guys have. You know, you've been dating this person and married to this person and in business with this person since you was eight years old. Years old, yeah. And then now it's the longest over. relationship you have, man. <laughs> right, and now it's all over. And they say and you're not like, good enough. You're not good enough. You're not good, and, and they and they insult you as they kick you out. <laughs> yeah. You're not good enough, man. <laughs> so, you know that, that 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 was hard, and it was it was hard for everybody. I think everybody goes to a little PSD when it comes to that, mm-hmm. and then and then and then you man up and you figure out what's next for you. And then I think that, 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 uh, that, that was, you know, that, that's for me, that's, that it was difficult. It wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, you know, fairy tale to jump into the things I did. And man, I remember feeling that way, bro. And I just, for me, I, I, I pressed that on my players. Like, I don't want y'all to feel that way. Like, mm-hmm. 
I'm going to, I'm going to give you guys platforms and things to do so you, that that doesn't happen because that that's what you, you it, it's nothing better than probably working with somebody that you know watch you on TV and cheer with you know and that's 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 difficult you know what I mean and, and I know I've seen a lot of my former players that you know they're not not happy with the with you know some of the jobs or opportunities that they have right now and they wish that they were still into those things and I think for me is just like I want to make sure that that we I can open up or help or so help support somebody wanting to make that transition because that transition is very very difficult. That's that's awesome, man. Um, two questions: How long did it take you to you never really get over it, right? Not not fully, but how long did it take you to get over it or get through it? Yeah. And then what was your next move? Yeah, about four or five years. About four or five years. Yeah. Wow. About four or five years. You know how it is. You know, you go from church and then you go to Applebee's and then you look up and then they go to Bears right there playing. They go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it so just it, it burns in you, you know. And uh, so it took about four or five years, but I did what I thought I, I, I you know, me, I, I love to stay in the weight room. So my it was my first entrepreneur uh, uh, idea was to, hey, look, you know what? Let me let me train kids. So Went to a high school, one of the top high schools in Chicago, uh, uh, in Illinois. Met with the, you will love this story, Joe JK. I'll be very quick with it. Met with this coach, and he was like, "Yeah, man, we, I, I would love for you to come and train our players on the off season. Great, come talk to him." I'm sitting in the, uh, I go into the parking lot. School's over. They're waiting for me. I go back home because I was nervous. Mm. Mm. And call up the coach and like, coach, my bag got a flat tire. Uh, my, I apologize for you doing that. You know what he said? Oh, no, hey, no problem. We'll see you tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. So I, I got to do this. This is what this got is the man what up. Was called done deal. Get there. Talk to, talk to the team. Team loves me. We love each other. The coach calls me in his office, JK, and goes, listen, I know you said you didn't want to coach. But I was wondering, could you help me? Could you teach my players this? Pops in the tape. And I look at him and I look at the tape and I'm like, are you serious? Like, this is Tennessee and this is, that's me right there. That's Jake, that's number 11. That, that's me just getting beat by, it was a clinical tape that Kevin Ramsey put together on one-on-one drills and you and I were on that tape. Wow. And I'm sitting there like, man. And that's when I knew like this was what I was going to do. And I did it for five years, had an unbelievable time. We ended up training four NFL players, Tony Milwaukee, Justin Tuck, uh, Pat Tillman, and Tommy Zibakowski. Uh, did that for about five years. Loved it. But always, like I said, always had that, inter- uh, that, that, that love for entertainment. And uh, that's where I belong, man. So I, I moved to Chicago and uh, it was so funny. I ended up getting lost on a street. And when I turned to the left, I saw the agency and I was just like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Walked in was like, uh, yeah, I was thinking about acting and modeling. They was like, uh, Hey, wait, you just walked in on like on the humbug. Oh, the humbug. This They go, uh, okay. It's Tuesday and Thursday is open call. So we will see you on Thursday. If you want to come back. I was like, cool, cool, cool. Can I use the bathroom? <laughs> Walked straight upstairs to the to the to the agent, man, and sat down with this dude, told him who I was, NFL football, you know, former guy, I played this. 
and he was like, man, I love, I love your, your look. Unfortunately, you're too big. He was like, but I like your personality. Maybe we could take you down to a commercial print. And I'm like, all right, go meet with that agent. We walks me down there. And then the assistant looking at me like this. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so they, the, the agent signs me on the spot. Literally, it was like, that, and then they were like, you know what? Let's take them upstairs to, to on camera. Let's see if they like them. Man, I got, I'm sitting there with all the agents. When I walk in there, JK. Hold on, this, is, same, this is the same day. Same, same, day. same day, same day. When I'm walking in there, JK, I'm stepping over headshots because they're everywhere, all over. This is how many people wanted to do, to, to be in the industry. I'm sitting down in there and I'm talking to them all, telling them my background. And they're like, they give me a contract right there. I go, all right, um, I'm going to take these and let my agency and my mom. And they just laughed at me. They were like, damn, like we just offered him a contract and he goes like most people just jump at that joint. And from then on, bro, it was it was love at first sight. They've been my agents for the last 15 years. Um, I've done over 136 commercials. Uh, I've been on probably about uh, 60, 70 print ads all over the world. Um, I'm one of the I'm, I'm a, one of the only black uh, models for a company called Ariat. It's a boot company. Uh, they do amazing. Oh, they're an international company, an international brand. Uh, they do a lot of the stuff for Black Rodeo, uh, equestrians, stuff like that. And uh, uh, I mean, I've done commercials for Netflix, Target, Walmart, Bank of America. Um, I've done show, uh, play Cookie's Father on Empire, uh, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. And currently, just as of yesterday, uh, I'm, I've just signed on for four episodes of a new show called The Big Leap on Fox. Man, yeah, congratulations. Yeah. It's a real cool show. I get to play a coach, bro. I get to play a coach. Man. <laughs> yeah. So how, know, how, is it playing, how is it playing the father of someone who's older than you? <laughs> man, oh, well, so, so that's funny you said that. And everybody was like, how are you Cookie's dad? I'm like, well, if you think about a lot of these shows, they have flashbacks. Mm -hmm. So I'm her father. Well, I'm her father the whole time. But I got, I got, <laughs> I got, I got, I got three cookies. I got a baby, like a baby cookie, a, a middle-sized cookie, and a teenage cookie. So um, I would, every time she, you know, obviously Cookie had a lot of, um, emotional, you know, uh, ba uh, baggage. And I, and I was her, uh, me and her had a really good relationship and I ended up dying, uh, before. And, and I knew that Lucius was not good for her. And I kept telling her, and then I ended up dying. And then, so she has that regret in her life. So, uh, that was cool to be able to meet up with, uh, with, with, uh, uh, um, Taraji and to do all that, so it was. Cool. I, so I, I got a quick question because we had Derek Anderson on here several weeks ago, mm. and he talked about he already had it mapped out from when he got drafted. Like he started seeing, he had a plan. Mm. Most professional athletes, we we plan after the fact. Like I'm gonna yeah. play this career and I'm gonna see what's up next. Fortunately, yeah, yeah, and you kind of alluded to that, like. Man, like I and I've been there. JK's been there. I'm sure Ty's been there. We've, you know, you go to the like you said, Applebee's, and you see the team. You like, man, I still did it. How's this dude still playing? He was, he was my backup. You know, he was behind me, right? You know what I'm saying? And you're like, man, I can still do this thing. And like, what's next? And on the like you said, on the humbug, you just 
happen to go to this agency and, and start a new career. And it's interesting to hear different dynamics of here's somebody who had the world at his oyster. He was a champion at every level, uh, pro college, the whole nine lottery pick, but he treated it as this is temporary. Whereas most of us pro athletes don't treat it as temporary in, in the sense that we going to do this while we have it. I, I'm in my dream. I'm going to do what I have it. But when it's over, I'll figure it out. Yep. So, and I didn't want to yeah. glass, I didn't want to gloss over that because there is a, a time of transition. You, like you said, I started coaching or training kids and I, I just started on this new path and now it's led you down where you're at today. Man, I'm going to tell you right now that me training kids, having my own gym, it was a 40,000 square foot gym. Marwin Klein, JK, mm -hmm. That's right. for he yeah. worked for us. Yeah. He worked for me. Yeah. Man, he was man, he was amazing. Like, he was great with the kids. He was great with the with the community. We had we looked like the superhero. We looked like a superhero group, bro. Like everybody was either played was a former NFL player or a college guy. Man, we we trained over I don't know fourteen hundred uh, athletes in that area. We had an amazing company. It, it really was great, and it really the funny thing I, I laugh about it now because back then. You know, you think of a trainer and you didn't, it didn't have a lot of, you know, you know, uh, panache or whatever, you know, yeah. to it, to, you know, but that prepared me for what I do now and which is so crazy. It prepared everything back then was preparing me for what I was doing, what I'm doing now. And I would never think that I would have known what to do if I wasn't, I was literally doing it back then. So that's, that's what I look back on, man, and go like that. That's I, it, it. Really opened up my entrepreneur mindset. Um, it it it, and it really showed me that okay, I can I focus on sports and 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 entertainment. That's I have I have something there. So <clears throat> when I was with my agency, they were doing such a great job with me. I was like, I went to the owner and was like. I got an idea. I got a proposal for you. You tell me what you think. And I was like, we should open up a sports agency and I will go out and find guys like me, find men and women that were former uh, college collegiate sports players and we'll put them in commercials. So she did the deal with me. So I'm partnered up with her. And so wow. we doing all, we did all Devin Hester's Under Armour commercials. We worked with Peyton. We did his Sony. We found football players in his Sony commercials. Do you guys know, you remember when McDonald's had Ronald McDonald doing all the NFL stuff? He was actually the player that was doing all the moves on the, mm -hmm. on the, on the actual, that was my guy that we put in that commercial. So we, and then we had the whole entire group of football players in the Ernie Davis story, the first black Heisman. So it was like, this is, that's when I started to understand, like, man, I, I think this is where I fit sports and entertainment and where, you know, where that meshes. Man, so I, I, I tell you what, um, my, my phone number still works. I don't know if I have to look. Um, <laughs> I could be somebody's daddy on one of these shows, man. Come on, my phone number. Oh, this gray. My phone number works, man. It's funny the thing that you say about you know you you work in commercials and print. It'll be like a random Saturday. I'm you know just and I'm like doing something. I I hear your voice. I'm like that's great, man. <laughs> and then a couple of times, like my daughter, especially when she was a lot younger, I would see you a lot. And I'll say, man, that's Ray, and she she'll look at me like. 
You don't know that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I do know. That's Ray. That's Ray Ray, man. I do know him. Man, those are the best, man, when you get the text out of the blue, man. You be like, man, I just saw you, man. It's like, that's that's but that's it's cool. but it's probably hard work too. Um, you know, from the acting standpoint and the print and the modeling. Right. I mean, that's it's that's not a that's not an easy profession. Bruh, let me tell you, JK. Everybody always asks me what's what's harder, acting or, or football. I say acting. They go, what? You go all through that stuff. I was like, I was made to be a football player. Yep. I had to learn this. This is a whole nother craft. Like, then they didn't, and that's when they started understanding. One of the best best comments I've ever had was like when other actors find out that I played football. Because they're like, I thought you was an actor. And I'm like, that's the way it should be because I have transitioned from that. That, that when I was in that field, that's that's the person I was. Now I'm in this field. This is a craft. So I I take it per like I, I got I, you know, when I'm when I'm I've got two episodes coming up, and I was, was I was just on set yesterday for for uh, the Big Leap. Uh, it's gonna be on Fox A Central, just like I did like a commercial and shit. Yeah, there um, you go. Did. I like you did it. I saw you. I saw you. See, I just dropped that promo real quick. That's, yeah, that's a professional right there. Leaned, leaned into yeah, the camera. <laughs> leaned in. You know what I'm saying? But but before before I was meeting with y'all, I was walking back and forth in my hall. Hallway. I'm in Chicago right now. I'm one of our other places. And I'm just walking down the hallway going over my lines. My wife, she has to take that script and I give her the remote and give it to her. And she, she says the other lines. She records those. I put those in my ear. And I, I, this, ain't, this is like watching film. That's how I look at it. This go. ain't no different from me watching film. It's a, you got you to gotta take this on as a craft. So I'm in my car. Instead of listening to music, put that recording on. I'm saying my lines as I'm driving. And you, so it becomes, it starts to become you and you, you're not thinking about it. So I take every, 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 you know, anything that I can do to man, to sharpen that ax, man, I'm going to do it. So Ray, how do we talk to those kids? Um, because you, uh, you know, it, let's say you go back to your high school um, mm-hmm. and you got a guy who, who's done these commercials, done these shows, done all these things, played college football, played pro football, how do you go back to these kids and say, look, man, I had dyslexia. I had this. I had this. this is what you can do. How do you have that conversation with those guys? You know what? I mean, it's funny you say kids in high school. Uh, more, I've had a lot, of, a lot of those conversations more with college players right now because it seems like our college players right now are like they're all, no one knows what's going on, especially with this whole Neil policy. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's opened up such a... a, a, a a place for, for, for opportunity and which, and that's something that I'm taking on. I, I, you see me wearing the hats called athlete. I'm actually, we've uh, launched another company. That's a, a mobile app that's going to allow uh, college players to benefit from their, their name, image, and likeness. And, and we think about this, the whole Neil policy, you know, only 2% of those people are really going to benefit from it. The starting quarterback, the top running back, the guard that was already going to get drafted and going to make a million dollars. But what about the golfer and the swimmer and the walk-on player? What happens with them in the whole Neil policy? Doesn't change their life at all. So we thought about it in a different way and said, let's flip the bottle and think about the bottom up. And like, how can everybody uh, enjoy, uh, 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 get, get something from the Neil policy? So we've partnered up. With my other company, we partnered up with tons of sponsors that saying, hey, 
we want the the entire uh, uh, NCAA. So every athlete that comes on our platform will all get paid from a, uh, a, an actual sponsor. So let's just say Gatorade comes in on a, and says, you know what, we want 7,000 football players. Well, regardless of what school you're at, if you're on our platform, you get paid on that just by being a part of that sponsorship. Wow. So instead of looking at, like, I think for me, it's like, how, how do you, how do we set up other platforms for, for, for athletes to be able to, to benefit from what they're doing? So everything that I try to do, I try to connect it to a place to say, hey, here's a platform for you. Think, start thinking about that. I was just, just literally, JK, literally before we was on the phone, was on a podcast with uh, Allen Iverson and uh, uh, Adewale Agonliu uh, with the UBS and uh, HBCU schools. Well, you, you stepped and, down on uh, talking to us then, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was like, I gotta call, I gotta I call these dudes. <laughs> no, uh, you know, you got, hey, you got your PG thirteen, and you got your rated R. I came, I came to come. We gotta call these guys. But 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 just got off of that that podcast with. 300 or 400 HBCU student athletes talking about, you know, uh, generational wealth. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, show, you know, being a part of those conversations and being just, you know, a toothpick in, in the mouth. I, you know, I may not have all the, I may not have all the answers, but I'm going to definitely be able to bring some type of resources to those conversations. So, man, I, I really want to get on this, um, this fan control football league and, and uh, man, and, come on now, let's go about because this is this is the girlfriend calling you back, right? No man, this is this, this is football, this is football calling you back. How, like how did where did the concept come from? Who, I, I, you're one of you're the co-founder. Like how did this come about, dude? It was all my idea. Now I'm just laughing. We all we all say that. We all laugh and say that. That's a, that's that's the joke. The running joke. Um. Man, I was in Chicago and I was working on a, uh, I was literally in a, in a, in a, 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 a bar and somebody changed the, the, uh, the actual uh, channel. And they were like, you know, hey, the, the, the bar, whoever, whatever the bar wants is what, 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 what the channel yeah. goes on. I was yeah. like, oh, that'd be cool if that'd be in sports. Man, literally just had that, just, that, just keep that nugget there. One of my buddies asked me to come to his semi-pro football game, and it was semi-pro, so I was like, all right, I'll go. He was like, man, I want you to talk to my, my, my players and all that. Fine, whatever. I'm sitting in the stands, bro, and I'm sitting there, like, cussing out the coach. Like, what the hell is this coach doing? He's a sideline coach. Bro, so I'm texting my guy because it's semi-pro. He's new. He's got his phone. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Dad gonna shit, man. <laughs> He's like, hold up. <laughs> so I'm like, man, your coach is an idiot. You know, so I'm sitting in the stands. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and talk this. Like, I'm, I do my little spiel, my little football spiel, and I'm like, coach, you mind staying and y'all running some plays for me, and then you mind running defense? And he was like, all right. I was like, can I get your phone number? I took his phone number down, went back up in the stands because that's the only way I saw it. I was like, I text him, run a sweep. And he ran a sweep. Run a play action pass. And then dude caught it. Then he started going down the field and then we scored. I was like, thank you, sir. <laughs> Went home, man. And I just started beta testing, uh, learning how what that meant to beta test an app. 
ran into some really great people that just showed me how to get into a, a certain place, put a little money into it. And then I literally had a beta test app of four plays that fans could, you know, just pick a play and then, you know, somebody would call it and run it. Ran out of money, bro. Didn't have no money to do it. Did it put like literally $15,000 in this ran out of money and ran into my buddy, Tony Paris played with me with the Chicago bears. Well, university of Washington, one of the best safety, real analytical safety, real smart dude, um, met for dinner. And he was just like, man, what are you working on? I told him the idea, man. He was like, dude, that is stupid as hell. That is so dumb. And I was just like, what? And he didn't get, and he told me everything that I needed to know. Like he was like, man, that ain't gonna work because it is. You gotta do that. You gotta do this. Six months later, he calls me back. He goes, man, I ran into a guy that owns the Las Vegas Outlaws, which is an indoor football league. Yeah. And he's thinking about doing the same thing you're thinking. And I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Um, where where uh who, who is this dude? As I start getting nervous, like, okay. And he was like, he wants to meet with you. I said, let's do it. I literally flew up that next day and he had met with two other guys that he never knew. One was in SEO and one was in gaming. And we never knew each. We sitting there like, and we all had the same idea, but we just had it from a different way, man. And I, I say that to my, this, to my CEO, he was just that smart. Young cat, already exited two companies already. And he put, uh, he put the dream team together. And, and so we all looked at each other and said, instead of competing, why don't we just come together and do this damn thing? And that's what we did. And that was seven, that was seven and a half years ago. Talk about the people that you wow. other other former former athletes and entertainers you have involved with the um with the league. Yeah, man. So, you know, just to give you real quick, uh the Fan Control Football League, it's a it's a four-league team that or a four a four-team league that that we created by the fans. The fans create everything, the 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 names. You see this logo right here? This was actually a logo that was made by a fan and all the fans voted on it. And that became a fan, uh, the logo of the team. And it's called the Glacier Boys. Uh, some team owners that are part of that ownership are Quavo, um, uh, Richard Sherman, and uh, we've got some uh, 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 social influencers. Mm -hmm. Now we have these four teams. We're trying to figure out, like you know, you don't, you know, you think about the Chicago Bears or University of Tennessee. You're usually a part of a team because of the demographics of it. Well, we had the pandemic, so all of our players were all staying in the same hotel. They all played at the same stadium, and so we had to figure out, like, how do we get fanship? For each one of these teams and we said you know what we'll use celebrities and, and and social influencers so each team has some type of celebrity pool and some type of tech or social influencer so we've got you know social influencers like bob minnery he gets over you know three three hundred thousand hits a day we got a guy named destroying he was the first black he's the black kicker that had the first youtube that the NCAA said, you got to shut your YouTube down or lose your scholarship. Wow. He, he said, forget my scholarship. Not a man makes a half a million dollars doing YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. And so he's one of our, and we, he, we got a video right now on YouTube that he did. I think we got like three, three million hits on it. And it's like, so we wanted to connect with our, this new generation of, 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 of fanship. And that was the, we, the way we did it. Gosh, man, that's, that's a that's an amazing story. Man. Yeah, for real. 
Yeah, man, we, we, we've been doing this for seven years. We've got uh, uh, all of our – we're going into our season two. This was just February. February was our first season. We played six games, six weeks, and it's played like a video game. So it's not a three-hour game. It's a one-hour game. We took out all special teams. So it's just played real fast like a video game. You download the app. You get six plays. You pick a play. You pick a play. Everybody in the world picks a play. That one play is voted on in 12 seconds and sent down to the quarterback, and he has to call that play. Wow. And that, so, would be, that would be fun, man. It's like playing. Yeah, and so when we take out special teams, and J.K., I told you, once we take out special teams, the extra point is the man-on-man drill. One-on-one. Mm, one-on-one. On one. Red zone? So, the end zone. That's it. Red, two red point zone, huh? Point. Yes, sir. Red zone. Two point and one point. And so that that's how we do the extra point. So in that extra point, that ended up becoming so popular, we ended up making it a show. And so we call it the man up drill. So all of our sponsors love it. So you know how like in a video game, if like you get to a level and you you level up, mm -hmm. well, all of our sponsors decided to put, if players were in the one on one drill and you beat me, JK. You get a level up. You get an extra life. Mm. So let's just say you get a flag. You don't get that flag. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> it, it, so and so we have like Progressive, Gatorade, IBM, uh, uh, Verizon. Those are our sponsors, and so they they take those as our our, our quote unquote level ups. Man, that's awesome. What, so when does this when does the season start again, and what's next for the league? So season two starts in mid-April. I cannot release that name or that date, but I can say last year we were on Twitch and Twitch is now on, not only one of our sponsors, but we were, uh, we were on there. We had the number one uh, uh, platform that year on Twitch and we had over 13 million viewers uh, on that, on that uh, uh, platform. We just signed just Friday uh, a, a deal with NB. I don't know if I can say that now. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, you sound, you it faded out. It faded out. I ain't here. Well, we just signed a distribution big deal, deal, with, big deal. A, with a major network. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. We're, we're, we're super excited about it. Man, that's what's up. I, you know, what's interesting because I'm, you know, thinking the entrepreneur side, I'm thinking sports book too. Shoot, you Man. start linking up with FanDuel and whoever else. Boy. Yeah, we talk. We, we, I'm just messing. We've already talked to. Him. So before, you know, it's so funny because before the pan pandemic, we had partnered up with Caesars, and we were going to go to Vegas. That was going to be a big. That was a big deal. But once the pandemic hit, you know that that just went away. But we're definitely thinking about with the whole. I mean, we're, we're look. We're we're we have become a tech, a sports tech incubator. You know, and and if you think about the NFL, J.K. Like a lot of, it's hard to get a lot of technology in the in the NFL. So. We we've allowed a lot of things in our in our league, which is great. So a lot of the the, the games are shot by drones, and uh, the guys are are all mic'd up, and we have heart monitors on the guys, so you know when and when to take the guys out. But you know we we we're we're wanting to be the 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 uh, future forward innovative team. So you know the name of the company is Fan Control Sports and Entertainment because football is our first sport. We're already talking about other sports that we're going to be into. Man, that's awesome, man. I, it's so much meat on this bone, but we want to res respect your time, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's um, you've lived um an interesting life, man. You've you moved around when you were little. Um, you know, you you lived out your dream of playing in the NFL, and now you've moved on, and it and it seems like you're just gonna conti continue to elevate. Um, 
what's next for you, man? Like, what, what do you want? Like, do you have an ultimate goal or yeah. what, what's next? My, my, my what's next is, is exactly what I've been working on. And I call it we, W-E, the wealth ecosystem. It's once we get into a position, I always, always said to myself, man, once you get into a position of, of, of a seat, you got to start making room. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a couple of different projects I'm working on. Um, uh, we are pitching a show to a network uh, <laughs> called Renovation U, where we're going to go in and <clears throat> J- JK, you know, University of Tennessee, Florida State, Michigan, you know, you see these great athletic departments. Well, when you look at the HBCU schools, you don't see that. So uh, I created a show called Renovation U, where we're going to go in and renovate HBCU schools. That's man, awesome. That's awesome man. Great concept. We're going to get African-American companies actually to abort some of that, too. But that, to me, is my next generation. My, 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 my overtime in life is going to be philanthropy, where we're giving back to our, our, our culture. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's time. It's, it's, it's time for that. And, you know, for me, like I didn't had done like you said. We didn't all done all that. Mm-hmm. To me, now it's time to open up the doors for everybody else. Man, man, that's, I, man that's good stuff. That's I appreciate dope. you, man. That's, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, for real. Um, we're, we're, man, there's so much meat on the bone. But we want to respect your time, so we're gonna go to this or that. Um, I want these guys to 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 start because I have a I have a. A, oh, I shoot. Got, I got to come back. Man, I'm going to start us off yeah. right there. Yeah. I might hurt some feelings <laughs> with this one. So right. okay. uh, I was drafted with this cat. You mentioned him earlier in the draft, number 12. So I'm going to ask you a question. Marcus Nash was 30th in 1998 draft to the Denver Broncos. Uh, so I'm going to ask this question since you lined uh, up against both of them. Here we go. Feelings. <laughs> Who was a tougher one-on-one matchup, uh, number 11 or number 12? Oh, Oh, no, 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 no disrespect to my 12. I love my 12. But no, nah, no 11. No. no oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. The man, for those that listen, no, no. don't know, but, Joey Kent wore number 11. Right. Marcus Nash wore right. Right. Yeah, you got to play. Yeah, you, Marcus, was, Marcus was tough. No, you, you, you got to play him off. You got to play, you got to play Marcus off. And let him catch the ball and just tackle him. You just do. <laughs> you gotta fight with him. Like, like he he you you gotta figure out which is the best one for that day. Like, do I play off on him? Do I play man like tight up? That that I will I will 100 percent that JK one that like I, I've watched yeah, film on one hundred percent. Thank, thank the check is in. Wow. <laughs> okay. It might not be a big check, but it, it's a check, you know. No, 100%. 100%, 100%. I was worried about feelings on that one, but you know. <laughs> damn, damn my feelings then, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Hey, Ray, you see how they do me, man? Damn my yeah. feelings, man. <laughs> so here we go, right? So let's go with let's go with like like some of the some of the things you've done. So would you would would you rather we're gonna go with the rather? Would you rather play professional football or act in a movie? Not not a TV show, not a commercial, mm. but a movie. Mm. Big time. Like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Major, major, like major movie. Major, yeah, major yeah, yeah, that's movie. good. That's with, uh, stuff. Like, with with uh marquee name carrying. Let's on. go with uh I, I, she's gonna Hey, you know, I, I, you know, I, no, so Joy's trying to predict. He's trying to predict who I say, because no, he, you know, you're, you're, I'm gonna go with the plane, man. Oh my god, bro! I'm gonna tell you right now, a movie. If you Dude. put me in a, if you put me in a Marvel movie, I'm 
Let's come what on. Hey, See, that's not even what I was yeah, going I'm for, just bro. saying, like, you got to. You want to be a superhero. I wasn't even going with that. Yeah. I was going with a love yeah, scene you. with you. Maybe you uh-huh. or Raji <laughs> P or something like that. You want to be. Uh-huh. Iron yeah, man. Nah, oh, love scene. Oh, man. Uh, nah, I would have to say I, I would. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I had two auditions for P-Valley, so I would I would I would. uh I would say football over that, but <laughs> <laughs> nah, they get that get a little real. They get a little real. They get a little real. This is acting. This is just acting. We just acting. <laughs> you know, we had Eddie George on there one time, and his wife had had was in the background, he, and she left the room. He talked about, you know, if it's J Lo, you know, I had to think about some things. So. But he gonna yeah, talk yeah, about Bobby. Look, I see, yeah. I see the but, wheels turning. But he gonna talk about Bobby Brown. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to protect my my teammate. Here. I understand. Let's, let's get off that. I understand. Topic. This is my, yeah. I'm a, little close. I'm a little close. Yeah, I'm a little close. Man. So he, your, he's my captain. He's my captain. It's your question, JK. So um, you, you guys said that I was gonna bring it back to Tennessee, and of course I am. Um, okay. This is not a this or this or that. But what is your favorite game? Um, while playing at the University of Tennessee, like what was the most enjoyable? What's your your, your so you don't disregard moment? the whole concept? Hey, Alabama, this is Alabama. oh Alabama, Alabama, Alabama to me. Every, the, the the one man, my my freshman year when they tied with David Palmer, yes, and being on that goal line, and everybody just, knew he was gonna run right, and he did come it. Come on, and you know it. And then when <laughs> when, when Chuck <laughs> when Chuck hit that seventy four yard yeah. man, come on, man, and then when we won and we won and we won, it's Alabama. Yeah, I, I tell people all the time, like, people remember that first play, but yeah. people forget about how nasty the defense was that night. You, Leonard, oh, it was just, like, it, it was, it was, per- such it was a, a perfect game. football game. Such a good game. So, it was such a, it was, it was one of those games, like, man, this is why I play football right here. Man. In that, in that, lo- in that locker room, I, I tell people all the time, you know, I've been, you know, AFC championship locker room, which is awesome, and everybody's yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah. But a college football locker room like, and beating yeah. a rival that you haven't beaten in a long time, that the love, I, I, like that locker room is something that it puts can't us, it. you can't beat it. Can't beat it, man. That, that, that out, it, home, away, home. Like when I think about those memories of those games, man, that, those were just amazing memories, man. Amazing. Yeah. Man, man, I really appreciate your time, my brother. Thank you so much, man. Um, love you, man. I, I thank you for your time, man. Man, shouts out to you, man. I tell you, man, I'll follow what you're doing with uh, the man. I think that's a great idea. Thank you. You really should think about, you should think about, and I don't know, I'm probably sure somebody's brought this to your attention, but you should think about that being NFTs too, man. Like You, you know, mentioned that. I am we're, going to, um, we're, we're going to wrap. Yeah, we should definitely wrap. We, we're dealing, we're working with somebody that's that's doing, but I, I, I'm telling you, man, it's, you, you guys are on to something, so. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for your time, Ray. Appreciate you, man, man. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate y'all, man. I enjoyed it, man. I really did. Absolutely, right, man. man. And we, we keep that on the wraps what your show's about, man. <laughs> I'm going to send you these headshots. I'm going to these headshots, bro. <laughs> yeah, I just send them single for sure. They'll be on the floor with other people <laughs> step over. <man. laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> All right, my brother. Love, right, man. Love, man. Oh, man. Appreciate y'all, right, man. man.